What is up, guys? It is your boy, Rowan, here. Oh, my God. Did you fart? Bro, that was definitely you, homie. <laughs> no, What's up? It was it's not. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Not me. I promise. Ooh. These last two you episodes. into one of yours. <laughs> these, last, these last two what episodes have been the stinky, like, the poopy, um... <laughs> Nah, because last episode I took my shoes off and that that created a problem. <laughs> what did that um, do? I took my shoes off and that created a problem. Oh, okay. Well, hello guys. <laughs> it's nice to have you back with this nice chill atmosphere. Yeah. That Felipe ruined with his nasty farts. Not me. It was you. I'm an honest person. If it was me, I would say it was me. It was not me. Listen, I'd like to shout out our sponsor for today's video and for all of the videos up until this point, your boy, Chris Swenson. If you have to record a podcast, album, song, church choir, um, death metal band, Chris is your guy. If you ever want to record your grandma's farts on her last day, I don't know if my go ahead. To my podcast. No, stop. <laughs> Funny story time. <laughs> One of my favorite, 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 Graham, if you're listening, I'm sorry I'm about to embarrass you in front of the whole world. Uh, one of my favorite memories growing up, my grandma used to live in a studio apartment, meaning the bedroom, living room, kitchen was all one room. And but like she had it set up differently with furniture or whatever. So her bedroom was, you know, kind of secluded or whatever. But so it'd be like kitchen and and living room, like right next to each other. And she would, like, be cooking or whatever in the kitchen. We'd be sitting around watching TV, and she'd just let them rip and laugh. <laughs> and we'd all laugh. Uh, and favorite childhood memories right there. My grandma ripping so farts. So if you fun. want to record your grandma's farts, listen, this will be memories for one day. Chris? Never mind. Chris, Chris will be your guy. I'm glad you changed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fun fact about Chris, he, one time, <laughs> oh man, nothing running through my head is something that I can say out loud yeah, in yeah. this podcast. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Uh, Chris, one time, <laughs> cured an entire hospital of Make-A-Wish kids Oh no! with a single breath. So, shout out. Chris Swenson for breathing on kids. <laughs> if, yeah. you ever, if you ever ever run one Chris I mean I've said some stuff, but that was some stuff. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't even know where I was going. We know. If you ever want we Chris to breathe on your kids. Stop. <laughs> That's weird. I got canceled last episode. Oh. You're definitely getting canceled this episode. <clears throat> My it, goodness. Make it happen. We All should right. commercialize that. Canceling Chris? people? No, Chris Breath. <laughs> okay. Let's move bottle. on to the episode. No. Bottle it up. Bottle Sell you it? up. <laughs> That's good. Wow. So is this payback for me explaining what an essay was last episode? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, this is the last episode of the Sermon on the Mount series. We are on 
part five. Uh, we're looking at uh, Matthew chapter seven. So there's a lot of gold in Matthew chapter six. We didn't cover all of it in our last episode. We're going to leave that up to you. And we're not going to cover all of Matthew chapter seven in this episode. We're going to leave that up to you. We just want to highlight um, a part that really stood out to us as we just read the chapter. A um, lot of gold in the rest of Matthew chapter seven. And in Matthew chapter eight c- kind of continues the story of Jesus. So uh, Matthew 5 through 7, Sermon on the Mount, you can read all of it in one sitting. Really good stuff there. But um, last week we talked about how to pray. Um, And this week we're going to talk about, again, really what this whole podcast is about is what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus? And Jesus addresses us uh, here in the last bit of Matthew chapter 7. And we think this is really important, or at least this is something that we wanted to talk about as opposed to the other things in the chapter. Not that they're less important, but this was just more fun for us because this seems to be a reoccurring theme um, just in conversations that we have off screen and off air. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I don't have any other thoughts before we begin. So yeah, should so we just jump, jump right in? in? Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 27. We're going to do two different sections here. We're going to break this up into two parts. Starting with verse 21 through verse 23, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Rowan, mm. oh, some strong words coming straight from Jesus. Um, and really, if we're talking about true disciples and what that looks like, uh, why would Jesus make that distinction? Why is Jesus about to be so bold to say, like, listen, just because you call me Lord, don't don't complain when on the day of judgment, I don't know you, bro. Yeah, so this is really important because this is targeting those Christians who kind of ride the fence and lukewarm Christians. And we've talked about this before and we talked about it a little bit last episode. But it's it's he's talking about um, how like you can't you can't live your life the way you want to live your life and go about like having parties, doing all the fun stuff and then coming to church on Sundays and going to youth on Wednesdays and being like, God, you're say you saved me like all this stuff. And then the next week you just do it again. Right. You need to have consistency and you need to have that relationship with Jesus. Right. Cause we need like, Jesus is a personal God. Jesus, um, really loves, um, <laughs> Jesus really loves, relationship right and so we need to develop that relationship and develop a relationship with jesus because we want to know jesus that is our goal yeah we want to know jesus above any other person on this world right but so often we put other people in front of that whether it's our friends our family whatever not saying that's a bad thing but we don't prioritize a relationship with jesus but then when bad things happen we expect jesus to prioritize us right Mm. we expect like we don't put jesus in the number one position but we think jesus when we're in trouble we think jesus is gonna protect us like lord like i think this doesn't i i don't necessarily see this as like oh i get to heaven i'm at the pearly gates and god goes i don't know you right i think this is jesus talking about how we live our lives 
the way we want to live our lives. And then when we start having to confront the consequences of our actions and the consequences of how we're living, we go, God, why are you doing this to me? God, why have you forsaken me? Like, why would you let this happen? And Jesus is like, look, like I never like I never knew you just because you went to church on Sunday. Yeah. Just because you did everything right on Sundays. Yeah. And because you prayed once a year doesn't mean you know me. I don't know you. Right. Mm. How how can you expect me to like help you every step of the way when every single time like you fail and fail and fail? Yeah. Right. Because Jesus has grace, but there's also such a thing as abusing grace. Right. Like Jesus in order to feel the full effects of Jesus's grace, we need to know how powerful it is, right? So if we're constantly angry, Jesus said that's uh, equivalent to being a murderer. I've said that a ton recently, I feel like. But it's my favorite thing because it's it just shows you how much we don't deserve Christ. So if I'm a murderer, right? If I'm always angry at people, then I'm a murderer. And yet Jesus gives me grace and he forgives me for being a murderer. That's huge. People don't forgive murderers very often. Yeah. So because I understand the scope of that grace, I'm going to try a little bit harder to not be so angry. I'm going to try to control my anger. I'm not going to I'm going to try to be less hateful. But if I go, thanks for the grace, God, and then go and just be more and more and more angry, then What's the point? Yeah. What's the point of that grace if we don't respect it, if we don't cherish it, if we don't treasure it? Yeah, and I've I've heard it said like this too. It's like being a part-time Christian but expecting full-time benefits. Ooh, yeah. uh, and if, if you ever work at a job, you know that part-time people don't get full-time benefits, meaning, you know, like paid days off or, you know, like a 401k or whatever. Like those are reserved for full-time employees, people that are there all the time, 40 hours or more a week you know, like giving their all to that job or whatever the case might be. And so um, I the only thing I disagree with you on wrote this is that um, Jesus is on that day. And we, we know that um, Jesus, this is one of the first steps of him uh, talking about how he is equivalent and he is the ultimate judge. Right. So at the end of time, when the books are open, like it talks about in Revelation, that that we will all stand before God and be judged for our works. And either you've accepted Jesus and his righteousness covers your sin or you're left to your own righteousness. And then you have to answer for your sin. Um, and Jesus says that on that day that there are going to be people looking him in the eyes saying, well, Jesus, I did this in your name. Um, and what we found in our in our research here is that the, the Lord, Lord, in the first part of the sentence, like Lord, Lord, did we not do this in your name? Um, there is a Lord like significant, like uh, if we if we look at, you know, England or especially like they'll have Lord Archibald uh, of Cambridge, you know, like whatever. It's a title. Right. And it doesn't mm -hmm. mean um, as much as it should. Or even in Jesus day, when you call somebody a Lord, it, you know, it was sometimes uh, substituted as rabbi or teacher or, you know, like a mentor. And so 
if you only think of Jesus, you know, like as teacher, teacher, or hey, dude with some really good sayings, or hey, um, hey, you were kind of cool and I like what you're about a little bit here. I didn't agree with how you told me that I had to live a sin-free lifestyle, whatever, but you had like some really cool quotes and I put a I put one of your like sayings in my Instagram bio. Like people mm-hmm. like that, not people, you know, like if all you know of Jesus is is a teacher, is a rabbi, is somebody with good sayings and good ideas you do not know him mm-hmm. like Rowan was saying so on that final day uh, the people that are are free from judgment are the ones that have submitted their lives to Jesus as king of their lives so mm-hmm. the Lord takes on a whole another significance and it adds a whole nother weight to the word because we're not referring to him as teacher we're referring to him as king Mm-hmm. So um, on that day, you could say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Like, teacher, didn't we say that thing on our Instagram bio? Teacher, didn't we? You know, like did we have I have a tattoo that says faith, hope and love. You said something like that, right? Didn't you? And Jesus is like, no, no, I, I, I'm talking about the ones that have submitted themselves to my kingship. Those are the ones that say, Lord, Lord, and I answer their prayers. Those are the ones that I that say, Lord, Lord, and I've moved on their behalf. They're the people that knew me rightfully. Um, and and I think that was so uh, powerful because to me, I always struggled with this verse because it was like, if I cry out, Lord, you would think that like, like how how is this any different, you know? Mm-hmm. Because when we read it in the English, it's the same word, Lord, Lord. It's not teacher, teacher versus king, king. It's Lord, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we read it in that context, where it's like, listen, if you only know me as a dude with some good sayings, you don't know me at all. Mm-hmm. But if you've submitted your life to me, you will be saved. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's an an important like distinction to make submitting your life to christ instead of just like doing mighty works and casting out demons and stuff you can do that but that doesn't mean you're you've completely submitted to christ how are you living yeah right because it's all about the way you live do you look like jesus because you could be a very angry person but go to church on sunday like completely submitting your life to jesus fully committing yourself to the purpose of what christians should be which yeah. is to bring the kingdom of heaven here. Yeah, and I think this uh, is not only a good segue, but it, it, Jesus kind of segues for us uh, into this next section here, starting on verse 24, about talking about what it's like to be one of these Christians that only hear the words and don't do what they say, right? The people that show up to church on Sunday but don't live like Jesus, the mm-hmm. people that... You know, like we'll pray for people and see them be healed, but they're living a life of sin in secret or whatever the case might be. Like Jesus says this, starting in verse 24. Again, this is Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat down on that house, uh, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. So he's talking about his disciples, the people that were literally there. Like if you hear everything that I say and don't do anything with it, what's the point? Mm -hmm. And I say that all the time. Like if you 
to me, if you go to church every every Sunday or every other Sunday or whatever, and nothing of what you hear changes how you live, what's the point? Just stay home, bro. Yeah. Stay home. You know, like if if you don't look any more like Jesus uh, than you did a year ago, what are you doing? You know, like what what changes in your life aren't you making? What point haven't you surrendered your life yet to Jesus? Because I think I think the interesting thing is like this is not a prideful moment, but this is a moment of like reflection and honesty. Every year that I've walked with Jesus, I've left something behind. Mm-hmm. As Jesus has worked in my life from year to year, month to month, day to day, and sometimes he's still working on for me to get rid of things. But like I've been able to leave something behind that I used to carry, that I used to say was a part of my personality, that used to be a part of my character, that used to be a part of, oh, that's just how I am, though. You know, whether it's laziness, whether it's, you know, like swearing, whether it's, uh, you know, like an addiction to things on the Internet, like whatever the case might be, like you leave things behind because you look more like jesus because as i continue to surrender my life to jesus as i continue to build my life on his words and and actually put them into practice my life looks different and that's Mm -hmm. not a bragging moment that's an that's an honest moment that's what should be happening that's what jesus is saying yeah that's good and i think like we need that solid foundation right we need a foundation that we can build off of right because so many people that sand isn't just worldly things it could be them trying to build off of just going to church on sunday Mm. right they try to build a relationship with jesus by just going to church on sunday that's not enough you're not friends with somebody if you just stand next to them for like an hour once a week Right. Yeah. You need to talk to them. You need to hear what they have to say. You need to have conversations. We talked about this in the last episode, but it's those one on one conversations alone where you really get to know the other person. Those. So you need to have those one on one conversations behind closed doors, just you and you being vulnerable with Jesus. Jesus knows everything about you, but he's waiting for you to become vulnerable for him and you to let him in. Right. And so I think we need to start. We need to build that foundation to begin with. We can't have that sandy foundation. We need a rock solid foundation with the Bible, with prayer, with friends who help you build that foundation, because you can't have a solid foundation when you surround yourself with people who don't believe and who don't encourage you to further your faith right if you surround yourself with people who are only concerned with parties who are only concerned with the next cool shoes or whatever i don't know i'm not into shoes i just have stinky feet but (laughs) (laughs) but if that's the people you surround yourself with how do you expect to have a stronger foundation right yeah because like if you think about it you can if you build your house on a sandy beach versus a rocky ledge or whatever, sure, there's room for other houses, right? So where, where, what neighborhood are you putting your house in, right? Are you putting your house with neighborhoods with strong foundations? I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I'm trying about to, to say like I I pick a house on the beach, but you still need the solid foundation. That like the interesting thing about like houses in florida and a lot of them don't have basements right because that requires them to build a deeper foundation um into ground that's not that sturdy so they just have a very thick 
foundation um, that they then build the house on, but it doesn't go that deep um, because it can't, you know, like when, when, mm-hmm. when hurricanes come, when whatever happens, like, you know, having that extra floor instead of having something like solid, um, it, it makes all the difference. Whereas here in, in the North or whatever the case might be, like we can have basements, we can have whatever, because our ground here is more solid. Um, yeah. And and I, I think you're right about that. You know, when we look at our foundation, it matters. You know, like if you believe, I think the what you believe dictates how you behave, right? And so you, if you believe the wrong things about God, you will behave accordingly. If you believe the wrong things about anything, you behave accordingly. And so how do you, how, how are you supposed to live a life of obedience when you believe the wrong things? Um, I think the, the cool thing here is, Jesus is saying that the way to live a life that follows him, that honors him, is to live a life of obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to read this? You want me to read this? Yeah, I just I found a verse that I think goes with this really well. Uh, it's f- James 1, 22 through 25, and it says, But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and is and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Mm. So what this is saying is like, we can when we go to church we hear about this is why church is important because when we go to church we hear god mm-hmm. right we hear what yeah. god's doing whether it's like a missionary or whatever we hear like somebody who's a lot smarter than us explain stuff in the bible right we hear all this stuff it's outside of church where faith happens right it's Ooh, outside it's outside yeah. in the real world where your faith gets tested and where it can actually grow because that's where you can start doing. There's a difference between going to church and hearing and be like, cool, dope. I'm going to go back and hang out with some friends and being like, cool, dope. And then going back to your house and praying and deciding how you're going to apply what you just heard into your life. Yeah. I think that's a practice that my family has kind of taught me that I'm extremely grateful for is that after church, we always talk about it and we talk about practical applications for what we've just heard and how we can implicate that in our own lives. And I think that's a good habit. Like anytime you listen to a sermon, like you can listen to thousands and thousands of sermons. There's so many good ones out there. But if you don't like if you don't implement them in your own life, then what's the point? You're just wasting thousands and thousands of hours, right? Yep. But if you, even if you watch only five, but implicate them perfectly into your life, that will do you so much more good than watching the thousands and thousands because exactly. you're actually doing what God asks you to, right? You're not just hearing, you're going out and you're living up to the standard that Jesus has set for you. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that we, um, uh, Ron and I have a tradition that we started called Guys Week, and then last year we we did a devotional, and basically like the overarching theme of the weekend was if you're gonna talk about it, be about it. Um, you know, like, and that's in everything that we do. You know, like I hate I hate people that are like, man, uh, you know, like I'm dope, and they don't do anything dope. You know, I, that's a Kanye thing to say, uh, but you know, like, or 
what's a good example? I can't think of one right now. But you know, like if oh, oh I'm such I'm a cr- so, I'm, I'm such a crackhead, or I'm such a daredevil, and then yeah, and all I'm you're doing, doing is then. like walking up the down escalator. It's like oh, oh, my bad, crackhead. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, or some you know like whatever the case might be. But like if you're gonna talk about following Jesus and be about following Jesus, don't just put the words out there. And I I I another one of my biggest pet peeves was it this episode or last episode where i said pet peeves it was last episode because we talked about daddy god but this episode one of my pet peeves that i want to address is people that talk a good game so like you'll be having a small group that we having this and it's like man you know what and and like they say something that just sounds super deep but then they go and they live a life completely contrary to what they said and it's just like what is the point of you trying to sound deep i don't care what you sound like if your life doesn't reflect what you're doing Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's the point of talking about being generous if you are the most selfish person in the room? What's the point of talking about loving your enemies when you gossip about your friends? What's the point of talking about, you know, like, whatever the case might be, if you are the complete opposite? If you want to talk about living a life like Jesus, following Jesus, then be about living like Jesus and following Jesus. And that's what Jesus is saying here. The overall theme of all of what um, of what he said over the last you know, like few episodes that we've done is obedience to God, you know, like in, 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 in you've heard it said where he's like, yeah, you heard it said that adultery is this, but I tell you that if you even look at a woman, you've already committed adultery or, you know, like all of these things he's, Jesus is telling us, like, if you want to live the life that I'm calling you to live, it takes obedience. It takes surrender. It takes acknowledging that I am who I say I am. And yes, I'm good. And yes, I'm kind. And yes, I'm gentle and merciful and patient. But I am also God. Mm -hmm. And I give you commands because I want the best for you, not because I'm trying to take things away from you. I have a life better for you than you could ever imagine on your own. Trust me, follow me, listen to me, and live like me. That's good. Yeah, because I think that's what it comes down to is how obedient are you? Like, if God, one of my favorite questions, because Felipe brought this up, and I think this was like, way back in our God's plan episode was just or whoa, I forgot to move my lips when I spoke. Um which was our first episode, is if God were to take everything away from you right now, would you still trust him? Hmm. And I think that comes with obedience, obeying God. And so God takes this away and you, you continue to obey God. You're like, God, don't know why you took that away. But you know what? I'm going to keep going. And then you take something else. And you're just like, cool. You got it under control. And you keep on going. Like, obedience builds up over time. And then finally, you can ask yourself the question, what if he took everything away all at once? I lose yep. my job. I lose my family. I lose my girlfriend. And blah, blah, blah. Like, what happens? Will you continue to trust him? And I think... A lot of people's honest answer is no. It, that's my my honest answer. I don't know if I'd trust him completely if everything got taken away. But I think that comes with obedience over time. That comes with practicing that over and over and over again. Because you don't get that after one Sunday. You don't get yeah. to that level of obedience and a, that level of trust in a week. Right? Mm-hmm. That is an everyday walk. That is an everyday decision that you have to make to get to that point. 
Those are my closing thoughts. Yeah. If you like this episode, right? Yeah. All right. If you like this episode, download it on Spotify. That really helps us out. Just pushing that uh, algorithm. Uh, we have a YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Like, subscribe, do all the things with them. We have a TikTok, Instagram. If you want to get like little clips or uh, know when we post and stuff like that, see our stories, all that jazz. Go follow those pages. Um, what else? We have a website if you would like to support us. SouthSingingPodcast.com. Yeah, if you would like to support us, anywhere between 99 cents to uh, $10. Yep. Anything helps, seriously, guys. Share this with some friends. Uh, that really helps push uh, push this podcast out there even more. But uh, Our goal is to get 5,000 plays by the end of the year, and you can help us do that. So We're at 2,000 right boom. now, so blow it up. Almost 2,100. All right. Have a good night, honey bunches of oats. Um, Yeah. Should that be our thing? Is calling our followers like different cereals? I like it. See you later, Frosted Flakes. Ba-chow. Catch you on the fly, Captain Crunch. I can't use all of them in one podcast. See ya. All right, bye. Cheerio.